produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another edition of Weeby Geeks. It is the dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike, and we're being joined by actress and writer of the movie Bloodcraft, Madeline Wade. How's everyone doing? Hi, I'm doing very well. How about you guys? Good. So tell us a little bit about Bloodcraft. Ooh, okay. Um, Bloodcraft is very, very dark, very disturbing. Uh, it involves incest and revenge and witchcraft. So <laughs> just to sum it up in a sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. How did you come up with the idea uh, for this particular movie? Um, it was really weird. I was, it just came to me like I was in the shower and the story unfolded in my brain just really weird <laughs> this is about five years ago um and uh you know then i just started writing everything down and then writing out the script and then three weeks later i was like i had a first draft of a script but i've never written anything before in my life so um so that wow. was interesting it just kind of happened and i based a lot of the abuse on um trauma that i have experienced as a child and abuse that i went through so um, it was kind of a weird, cathartic thing. Okay. Was that not what you were expecting? <laughs> no, it, actually, it, it wasn't what I was expecting. But, yeah. but I'm, not, I'm not surprised because a, a lot of writers say they take from what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. You usually inject some aspect of your life experiences into what you write, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. So how did you go from the writing process to the pre-production production to where we're at now, where the, where the film is out? About to unleash its wrath on yes. the world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, that was five years ago that I initially wrote the first, you know, version of the script. And then it went through some revisions and then I kind of set it aside. And, and then I, uh, like about two years ago, um, well, actually five years ago, I approached James. Colin Bressack, who ended up directing the film and producing it. Um, I approached him with it, but I, but at the time I didn't have, like, I didn't know how I was going to make this movie because it obviously requires funding. So, <laughs> so about two years ago, I just decided, you know what, I, I why wait? I'm just going to do it myself. And I put every cent to my name into the film and we made it. So that's that. <laughs> okay. So being that it, that you took, um, some things from your own personal life was was it difficult at all to film the movie or write 
very, it was, it was really, really difficult, difficult. I mean, I would be sitting there on my laptop writing and just like crying like crazy because it was just so emotional and so very, very personal for me. Obviously, I don't have any like background in like witchcraft. I've never really like dug up a body and resurrected anyone <laughs> So. There goes that question. <laughs> Obviously, that was just I, I mean, creative license, but <laughs> yeah, um, you've yeah. been to Salem, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's actually while I was writing it, I kept asking my my husband. You know, he was raised in Salem, Massachusetts, home of the Salem witchcraft trials. Um, you know, what would you need for for a spell? How would you do? What what elements would you use? And he was kind of my consultant, so he has a, a background in Wicca, so that came in very handy writing the spells yeah. <laughs> okay so the so the twist gets even your, your husband has a background in wicca yeah <laughs> yes yes okay uh, which is more like um i don't want to say the word worshiping but you know in a way worshiping um just nature and just appreciating nature and, and the elements yeah i think uh, i think a lot of people might not understand what what Wicca actually is. Uh-huh. Of course, you know, Very being from, being from the area, I, I've I've been around it a little, so I understand. It's not like it's not like traditional witchcraft. No. Like going no. movies or whatnot. No, no, but I just use use some aspects of that as a basis for constructing um, the whole witchcraft narrative in the film because I don't have any experience with witchcraft. <laughs> so would it would be well, safe? To, would it be safe <laughs> yeah. to say? Wicca is more heading more along the lines of um, like the Druids. And, and, yeah, I would say it's definitely like Celtics, Druids, pagan, you know, uh, that that's really where it originated from. Okay. And then it just, I think, developed and evolved over time into what it is today. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So outside of your husband, what other research did you do for the the witchcraft or Wiccan side uh, um, that that was it. I mean, I've been to the Salem Marblehead area with him and had visited. Uh, there's a museum of witchcraft and uh, or the museum of the witch trials or something like that, where they do reenactments <laughs> and yeah. uh, like like witchcraft stores. I've been to a couple of those and it was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. It's really mystical. And um, so I, that was it. I mean, I didn't have to do a lot of research other than that. I just had to ask him, you know, what, what would you, oh, you'd use anathema. I didn't know that was the word for like the knife or the dagger that's used in uh, rituals, you know, things like that. So yeah, uh -huh. pretty much I just asked him. <laughs> well, that works. <laughs> yeah, it worked. <laughs> and of course, it's in your writing a, a script and it's it's a movie. It's a fa fantasy, supernatural, horror, thriller movie. I mean, you, you it can really be anything that you want and anything that you come up with. So that's what's kind of cool about it. There's there's no set parameter of it has to be this, you know. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because obviously it's not possible to really... Um, do a spell and, and bring someone back to put life or their soul back in their body. I mean, yeah, <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah, that was an interesting idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for, for me, that just really came from, um, I never got like with the person, my family member that abused me as a child. Um, I never got that closure or, not that I want revenge on this person. I'm just like, you know what? They were sick and I've moved past it. But I never got that um, like validation of like, 
uh, no one in my family like stood up for me or like believed me. So it's basically I was like outcast like from my entire family and it was like nobody believes me and uh, you know, they don't want to mm. believe it. It's I mean, who would want to believe that about somebody in your family that they could do something like that to a child? Um, so it's, it's, it's a very psychological thing. Um, and, and because I never got that, you know, had, was never able to, to question this person and say, like, why did you do these things? And what was going through your head? And, and why, you know, why we want some kind of closure. I never got that in real life. So it was just a way for me to get that by writing a role for myself where the character gets those things. So there you have it. I mean, that's, that's really where that comes from. Okay. Well, I'm certainly glad to hear that you were able to, you were able to at least move past it. Yeah, yeah. No, I spent many years in my in my twenties, you know, in therapy, and I was kind of a hot mess. Like, you know, I was very emotionally, uh, you know, I I had a lot of depression and and anxiety and things that I went through. It was it was really traumatizing. But um, you know, I worked really hard on getting past it and read a lot of self help books. Went to years of therapy. Really worked on myself, and I think that's really what you have to do to get past any kind of trauma like that okay and what made you decide to cast yourself in one of the lead roles well i mean because i based it on my own emotional life in a way it was like well who's gonna I, you know i just wrote it for myself it's like i want to play this i want to have this catharsis and this you know therapeutic like I said, getting the things, um, being able to play a character that gets the things that I never got in my own real life. So, so it was, there was never a question that I was not going to play that role. Okay. Yeah. Then how'd you go about with, um, with the rest of the casting? Um, well, I mean, James, uh, because he's such a great director and, and has been in this business for a while. And even though he's I think only 27 at this point. Um, but, you know, he, he knows everybody in the business. I mean, he, he grew up in L.A. He's got a lot of connections in the industry as far as, you know, people that he's, you know, actors that he's worked with and, and whatnot. So um, he was very instrumental in, in helping get certain cast members. And um, he suggested Scotty Mullen, our casting director, who um, he just a lot of stuff for Asylum. I think he was one of the writers of the latest Sharknado movie too. Oh wow! <laughs> um, he does stuff like that. So he, Scotty's really cool, and 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 he helped us um, lock in Dominique Swain, and you know things like that. So it's it's really it was a collaborative effort with you know the different producers and you know James and Scotty and and myself. And luckily, it was um, for me being the executive producer. I've never been in a position before where I got to pick my cast members, my my co-stars. So um, so that was. That was really cool. I want to do it again. <laughs> but I want to do a comedy this time. I don't want to cry through an entire movie again. That's <laughs> draining. So you're definitely planning on on writing some more, or? Yeah, I actually do have another like story that is in my head that I've I've written down the like the the plot, like the outline and the you know general idea of the story, but I haven't written the script yet. But that's even like darker and it's more it was really intense and it's another horror film and I really wanted to, I I really like doing comedy, honestly. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm sure I will do that one at some point um down the road. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to lighten it up a little bit. Sure, sure. A little less stressful. I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how how difficult was it 
to actually share this with other people when you when you finally finished writing it being that it was so personal and your first time and yeah um I've always been pretty open and forthright about my experiences and um it's not something I've I was ever like ashamed of you know Mm -hmm. because you're a child you did nothing wrong you know it's just like, like I've always been of the mind that it's just something that you know it happens and if you can talk about it to other people that have maybe experienced it or gone through something similar it's it's very helpful and and it happens to a lot of people it's it's a pretty pervasive problem i don't think people realize yeah happens a lot okay so so then you didn't have any problem basically Letting the cast and everyone know that this is mm-hmm. personal. Yeah, yeah, there were certain things. I mean, certain things that ended up get, getting cut out of the, the final movie um, just because of time constraints. We ended up having to cut like 40 minutes because <laughs> it was really long. Um, oh. Yeah. So some of the abuse stuff that was the characters discussed and, and whatnot, things that, that had happened to me that were just like pretty shocking. Um, maybe that's not all in the, the final version of the movie. Um, but yeah, it was very like, you know, that, that, that actually, that incident was something that actually happened to me when I was six or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, um, I really had a mother that, that died of, of, um, cancer. Like my mother did in the movie, but it was a different situation. I was that the reason I was adopted, I was adopted by my aunt and uncle, um, because my biological mother passed away. So, um, so it's just a lot of real stuff that I just... Yeah. So I don't have a problem telling people that it's, you know. Well, I give you a lot of credit for that. Oh, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, um, I, you know, everybody has experienced something traumatic in their lives. Like, I feel like every person on this planet goes through things that change them and alter them to the core and affect their, you know, them deeply, like in their soul and um, that's part of what it is to be human, the human experience. So, um, you know, we all have our, our, our pain underneath that we carry with us from our experiences. For, from those um, who weren't involved in the project, who have seen the project, mm-hmm. what type of result or what type of feedback have you been getting? Uh, uh, mixed. I mean, uh, you know, I think I think people that know the background of it, uh, maybe obviously get it a lot more. I think some people that don't know any of the background of where the story came from um, and my personal experiences, some people have not gotten it. They've just been like, you know, kind of like trash the movie. There's just mixed. I mean, it's like everybody has an opinion and everyone's perception is different and you know, everything's like relative and subjective to their own uh, tastes and life experiences. So uh, but, you know, if it makes people react, then great. <laughs> you know? I'd rather it make people react even in a negative way than for people to just be like ambivalent, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so it's been, it's been pretty mixed. It's been mostly supportive, but, um, but the mixed, yeah. Okay. So what made you decide um, to get into acting? Oh, um, well, I was a model when I was younger, um, when I was a teenager, and uh, I came to L.A., you know, gosh, like over 15 years ago at this point. And I just decided I, it was something I wanted to transition into. And 
Um, so I did just something that kind of called to me that I, I really, it's just something I enjoy doing. Um, I'm a, kind of a shy person and it's really a way for me. Really? To, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I think, I don't think I'm the first person that's in the entertainment business to say that. I feel like a lot of people, True. yeah, it's, it's like, you know, you might be introverted, but when you're able to play another character and, and step outside yourself, and, and live like another life on screen. It's just, um, that's just really fun. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do understand that. I understand yeah. that a lot because I'm, I'm kind of introverted, but when I do uh-huh. these podcasts, I kind of open up more, I think. Right. No, not at all, Derek. Oh. Everyone's shy in certain situations, I think, you know, a bit more reserved in certain circumstances. Everybody has their different things, you know, comfort levels. So, yeah. Now, I I got to ask, uh-huh. am I hearing a slight accent from you? I don't think so. I okay. learned to speak English when I was six. I mean, I, I was born in Germany, and that's my where I'm from, but um, I don't think I have an accent. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, who knows? It might come out a tiny bit once in a while, and I'm not, not aware of it, but um, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe you're just hearing my dogs in the background. They're they're talking amongst themselves. <laughs> they're having a conversation. Do they have accents? <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. They have distinct um, personas that I've invented for them. So <laughs> we have full conversations all the time. Well, with, with where I work, I one of the uh, locations I, I work in is the Germany Pavilion because um, I work at Epcot. In, in and the what pavilion? The Germany Pavilion. Oh, oh, nice. Okay, cool. Because I, I work at Epcot. Uh, yeah. And even with a uh, few of the Germans who have been here forever, uh-huh. and their English is very much like yours, there, there's a slight hint uh, of German on certain words where it, it almost, like, okay, it could be. It, it just could be. That, mm-hmm. That's why that's why I was questioning. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so did you have anyone who, ins- who you used, like a, a role model or as inspiration uh for your writing uh no but i do feel like old horror films from like the 70s and the 80s were were things that i really have always liked so i feel like that type of a feel is what i wanted to 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 impart in the into the script so i feel like that um was an influence if you will okay okay yeah, I, I grew up watching, you know, old school, like you know, The Exorcist and Yeoman and, uh, you know, old stuff like that. So, <laughs> What were some of your favorite horror films from, from back in the day? Oh, those were like some that I loved. Um, but it's funny, like I, I had, I always thought The Omen was so scary. I don't know if it's because I was raised in a really strict Catholic family. So to me, that was like, oh, my gosh, the devil's coming to get us all. And he's a little boy, you know. But... <laughs> But um, I, I watched it again about 10, 15 years ago. And I was like, this isn't scary to me anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> but when I was younger, it was really scary to me. I really enjoyed those films. Uh, you know, I mean, horror isn't actually my first, like my, my, my favorite genre. Um, like I, I, I read a lot of historical fiction, a lot of, uh, you know, I like maybe different than what I'm in the mood for, you know, comedy, a drama, whatever. Um, so not a lot of horror, but I definitely can enjoy a good 
scary movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say the the one horror film that still scares me today, even though I know how all the effects and practical effects were done, is The Exorcist. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. No. Uh, right. 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 Yeah. And, no, perception of things. And and I just I don't even bother with all the remakes or anything else. It's like. Yeah, yeah, no, Exorcist, yeah, I'll, I, I've seen the original a couple times, and when my daughter gets old enough and she wants to watch it, I'll probably watch it that one more time, but other than that, yeah, right. no, <laughs> not my I, thing. I think we're, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I watched it, the first time I ever watched it, I was, when I was younger, and I was by myself, and that was not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I think that when you when you work behind the scenes, you know, in, in the, the film business in any capacity and you see how things are done, it really alters your movie watching experience. Because I watch films mm. now from the perspective of like, no, like thinking, oh, I, I wonder how they shot that. Did they what did they use? You know what I mean? Like thinking from from like a behind the scenes right. point of view. So. Um, uh, it can kind of almost ruin the experience for you. But to me, when I forget about all that stuff and really get sucked into a film, that to me is the sign of like it being a really good movie. <laughs> Making me forget about the, you know, how did they shoot that? <laughs> now, now what, horror, oh, yeah. what horror films from now, if, if we could say the, a lot of the, the big company or big mm-hmm. studio horror films, mm-hmm. if, if there is such a thing, um, right. What what ones from now are are ones that you you enjoy? Um, well, you know, lately we've been watching the 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 Hulu um, Into the Dark series of, of horror films, and those are always okay. pretty neat. Um, and it's oh. Bloomhouse, I think that's you know they're a pretty big known you know horror mm-hmm. producers. You know, Bloomhouse. Um, uh, yeah, I like that. You know, Eli Roth is really good. I really liked you know like uh, like uh, Green Inferno. You know, things like that. I like movies that really go there. You know, when there's a sense that it's something that could actually really happen, that's really frightening. Yeah. 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 I, I really liked um, uh, Bird Box was really good. I thought that was well done. Um, not that that I feel like that could really happen. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you do suspend your disbelief when, when you're watching it. I, I, I did. So um, that that was really good. Um, I liked um, Get Out was interesting. You know, that was a, a very, you know, psychological terror, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of interesting stuff that, that's come out. I just to me, it kind of bums me out that there's so many remakes of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, no, that's been done. Why do you have to do it again? Like Pet Cemetery, yeah. like original one i thought that was so great it was it was well done you know for for that time and um i watched it again and it was like you know this this still holds its own you know like and they did it and i'm like no there's no main accents in it come on what yeah and 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 how do you replace fred gwynn i know he's what he's what made it it's just it's hard when you 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 really associate certain roles with certain actors. And then when you, you so I haven't mm-hmm. seen a new one and I'm sure it's good, you know, but um, it's kind of hard. It's like, I, well, I almost don't want to see it, you know, I'm going to see it tomorrow. So <laughs> we'll see how it is. <laughs> okay. Let us know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Now, I, I know for me, one of one of my favorites, and we got to go back to, to the late 90s for it, was um, Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah, that was good. It was very, it, it felt so real, you know, and the way they shot it, it's like it was real, you know, so it's... Yeah. Uh, and it, and it was really groundbreaking. It was one of the first, you know, found footage, real footage type type of films. And then, of course, it opened up the the floodgates for so many other, yep. you know, found footage type type of films. Um, it, it, felt, it, it felt original. And, yeah. And, and yeah, it was an original concept. It was. And, and it was the, the, the advent of, uh, you know, people, filmmakers being able to make things really on the cheap. I mean, <laughs> you know. You get a couple of camcorders. Nowadays, it's like, um, you know, iPhones or whatnot, and you, you can make a movie. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. As long as you have a good idea and, you know, you go about it the right way. I mean, you, you can do things. You know, almost anyone can make a film. <laughs> That's kind of scary, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, getting back to your um, I don't without spoiling anything, uh-huh. um, how did how. What inspired the uh, the twist at the end or near the end? Well, you know, it's really in the vein of a psychological thriller. I feel like, even though it has the supernatural aspects and the horror aspects to it, um, it's it's really you know, I mean, the sisters in the film is is very symbolic of this woman's alter ego or like the person like for me growing up as a child I, I did not experience abuse with a sibling it, you know it was like a thing that happened to me alone but I feel like a lot of people that do experience that they, they develop like another facet of their persona or their, it's just like a, a mental coping you know I've seen people that have like multiple personality disorders and things like that not that that's what is in this story but you know it's just it's more symbolic really right Huh? So <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question. I, I really wanted it to be kind of um, somewhat vague to where the audience can determine for themselves because each person's experience watching it will be different. And, you know, everyone can come up with their own like, wait, so was it this or was it, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a, like a little bit of that. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, definitely. Be a little bit more more clear cut the way we shot it, but um, but but you know, I like that it has a little bit of that vagueness to it. Like you're not quite sure okay. what happened. <laughs> you know. Now, looking at some of the stuff you've done on IMDb, what's been some of your favorite projects from the past? Um, I mean, I've been really lucky to get to do some really cool things. I, I mean, I always. One of my favorites is Legally Blonde, too, because that was like a really fun comedy. <laughs> um, that that was fun. I, I had a great time filming this film I did called Dances with Werewolves. I got to do like, I, I had to transform into like full on werewolf, you know, with like individually glued on like black hairs and full prosthetics and contacts. Oh, wow. And it was intense. It was like hours in the makeup chair and it was really, really cool. So... Not not very comfortable, but, but I've um, always they, that was an experience. What that was like? I'm sorry, I said I always wondered what that was like having to go through like makeup like that. Well, the outfit was really intense because like you you know you're you're strapped into this like fur outfit and you've got like these like long talon claw like nails glued onto your fingers, like werewolf you know 
<laughs> fingernails, claws. Um, so you can't really get that out. Like, so like if you have to pee, like you're you're just screwed. <laughs> 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 Problem with that shoot. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Anyways, that's, yeah, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> now you. I'm also seeing too. You got to be part of one of uh, HBO's hot series with Westworld. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's another thing where it was hours and hours of um, being spray painted as these like robot things. I mean, it was that was pretty intense. It was really cool though. I mean, it was. Um, I mean, not that was just. I mean, the the massive scale of it was really overwhelming. I mean, yeah, that, that was that was really cool. <laughs> So you, you mentioned one of your favorites was um, Legally Blonde too. Uh, how how did you get involved with with that movie or, or get cast for that role? Um, you know, it was just just. I mean, I was kind of almost just starting out. I hadn't been in LA and acting very long, you know. But I was at that point in in time. I I was getting a lot of stuff. Um, it was just an, my agent at the time set me out on it. I auditioned for it and just got it and. Um, and it was a really exciting time in my life. And, um, you know, the, the Legally Blonde movies are pretty iconic films. We feel really, really, really lucky uh, to have gotten a role of that. Um, I hear they're making a third one. I would love to be in the third one. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what that would be like, though, like all these years later. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how far they've progressed in the, I don't know if it's just in development or they're actually making it. Like, I, I don't know. Okay. So with the, I don't know. I don't, again, I don't want to spoil anything in the movie, but um, do you think there could maybe possibly uh, be something there for a sequel possibly someday? That was never the intention. But I could see how that might be interesting, having these vigilante <laughs> sisters, like, you know, <laughs> ridding the world of pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of one, that was kind of one thing I thought when I, when I saw that, you know, I was like, oh, that would be interesting to see what that leads. It was a very different movie than the first one. Um, but yeah, I, that was no intention of mine, but um, what if you about that so it kind of makes me think like huh you know what can i what can i come up with <laughs> so we'll see you never know just saying you know it's a possibility something to think about maybe yeah you never know <laughs> that could definitely be an interesting kind of uh you could almost do like a road movie or or you know have them on the road and who knows there's all kinds of possibilities yeah. <laughs> Lot of these scenarios that, that could make it for an interesting story with that. So, um, I mean, if I just if, if a really good story comes to me, um, I'll I'll write it. Right. Okay. So, how long how long did uh did it take in total? Would you say for to write this? And how many how many how many different drafts did you have to go through before? Yeah. You were comfortable with it. Um, I mean, it took me three weeks to do the first draft. I just kind of just, it was like a stream of consciousness thing. I just like let it all flow, you know, um, and right. emotional and, 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 and difficult for me. But um, I wanted to just get it down. And and then I went through like, you know, a few re- revisions, set it aside for a couple of years, you know, and then uh, and then I actually mm-hmm. had um, another screenwriter that I sent it to and gave me a couple of tips you know yeah 
where can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on Facebook. I have a page that's Madeline Wade Actress. Um, Twitter, Madeline Wade. Instagram, same. It's Madeline Wade. Um, and then IMDb. You could you know look up to see you know what projects I'm in and stuff like that. So, okay. just my name. Very simple. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me, you guys. Um, before you, did did we ask her what she has coming up? I thought we did, but let's go ahead and ask again. <laughs> Just to be on the safe side. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you didn't ask me that, but that's fine. Um, yeah, so I... No. <laughs> really just have god i'm trying to think i feel like there's i just shot another movie with james um that he directed it's but i don't know the title of the film yet it has a working title i do know it's just it's a steven seagal gangster film <laughs> so um <laughs> so that'll be cool uh, i did just a very small role in that um and i did another another movie with him as well that that just recently came out called um Shoot, there's all these Jennifer movies. There's four Jennifer, from Jennifer, two Jennifer. It's the latest uh, installment of that series, the Jennifer movies. Um, okay. And I had a role in that. That was, was really fun. So. <laughs> well, I, I, guess where, I guess where I got confused is you had mentioned yeah. that you were working on a, another script yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't started, uh, like, really writing the, the script script yet, just the, the story. So, I mean, um, and it's a lot for me to, to write something because I'm not an experienced screenwriter. So, I mean, I'm, I'm experienced in the sense that I've done one. <laughs> oh <my God>. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think having learned a lot from that, it, it maybe will be easier to write another one. But, um, but you know, it, it, it takes a lot of work. I mean, when I wrote that first one, I was writing for hours and hours and hours a day, day after day, you know, so it's, it's a pretty involved process. So Okay. Got to delve into it. Oh, yeah. At some point, I will. Well, well, the acting bug is hit. Now the writing bug's hit. <laughs> yeah, ne- yeah. Next definitely. comes the directing bug. I, I've thought about that, but I just, I don't think that's my thing. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I mean, that's very, it's very complex. Like setting up the storyboards and the shots and they're like, whoa. <laughs> I don't think that's more my forte. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we thank you for coming on with us. Thank you so much, you guys. Wait, and one more question. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'll have a question. So I just followed you on Twitter, and uh, I noticed I noticed in your uh, bio it says eyebrow micro microblading artist. Yes, that's something I've got also gotten into. I do eyebrow microblading, which is basically tattooing hair strokes, like individual hair strokes, to give people eyebrows. Really interesting. Yeah, kind of a weird like unexpected thing <laughs> but yeah you know it's uh just something i i became interested in and really enjoy doing it so something else i do that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, i do that and volunteer work with puppies so there you go <laughs> uh, not at the same time though that's not sanitary <laughs> so so you yeah i suppose not. <laughs> tattooing and puppies no <laughs> <laughs> that's owned upon. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm missing anything else, Derek. <laughs> well, I think I think I'm done now. <laughs> we covered all the food groups, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you for being on. Uh, 
I know we had a great time. And uh, go follow Madeline on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, Go check out her IMDb and see what she has done in the past. Like Legally Blonde (laughs) 2. Now comes the fun part of, oh, there she is. There she is. Where's Waldo? Where's Madeline? <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, thank you again for, for being on with us. I, we, we had a great time. Thank you so much. I enjoyed speaking with you, too. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah, definitely. Definitely fun. So that was Madeline Wade. Uh, go check it again. Uh, check out stuff, as we said before. Also, too, when it comes out, go check out Bloodcraft. Pretty decent film. Um, we got to we got a chance to see a, a screener of it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Interesting twist. Yeah, it's very interesting. And definitely going to have to go back and look again to see, now that we have some new insight, see how it compares. Yeah, that, can, yeah, that changes it a little. Yeah. So, um, other than that, you got any final thoughts before we go? Nope. I thought I had one, but I lost it. <laughs> see, our conversation is so entertaining. We got so so in-depth with it, we forgot our own thoughts. That's the problem we run into with interviews. They're so fun. They're so great. We get so into it ourselves. Not only are we the ones asking, but I find myself listening at the same time. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm listening to the podcast. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> So and this is what we get for doing it off the cuff, but I love doing it off the cuff. It's so much better. I don't like being scripted. What was this one like? What was that? Well, here's my last question. No, let's do it off the cuff. Have fun sitting around the table. So, well, if you don't have any final thoughts, I don't have any final thoughts, except next week we're recording earlier because of celebration and what you ready to be recording? I thought you were going to blame. What was that? I thought you were going to blame Ken for we're recording earlier because of Ken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we make arrangements for him and then he, th- he throws a kink. It was celebration and with Thursday and Friday and all the stuff coming out Friday, we should record Wookie Radio next Friday so we can get it all out and be on top. Yeah, that's a great idea. Crap, that means we're changing nights. <laughs> so here we are. We're going to record Wednesday night. We're going to record Wednesday night and go, where's Ken? Where's Ken? <laughs> we just got used to it. <laughs> So, on that note, um, only thing left to be said is be excellent to each other and... Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. He slimed me.